Blog Talk Radio. G's on the podcast. Coming at you in full effect on this Wednesday evening, September 12th. Before we go any further, I want to sit back, take a couple of seconds uh, to take a moment of silence for everybody that lost their lives on 9-11, I think that was what, 2001, yeah, or two, I can't remember the exact date, but I'll never forget where I was, I was smoking weed, skipping class, playing Grand Theft Auto, maybe after football practice in college, so Let's take a quick moment of silence for those who lost their lives. And, uh, you know, to the actual planes flying into the buildings, a.k.a. uh, the, uh, what's it called? Demolition, the planned demolition of the buildings. So let's just take a quick moment of silence for everybody that lost their lives when the USA decided to take down their own buildings. All right. This week, we've got it. It's here. The fight of the year. Part two, what the fans have been waiting for. The Mexican assassin, the king, Saul, Canelo, Alvarez, facing undefeated middleweight kingpin, Gennady, Triple B, uh, Triple B, Triple B, Triple B, what the fuck? Triple G, Golovkin. Going down this weekend, man, and, and and that's not the only fight. There's a fight on. There's a, a fight card that's going to be probably all right on Friday on ESPN. And the the card for 
the pay-per-view, the HBO pay-per-view, is is pretty good. It's stacked with names. Got a couple, maybe one or two good fights. So I think we've got a lot to talk about. Um, but before we start it off, going to take it to, uh, I guess, probably looking like the new co-host of the show. Because, again, R.C., who knows where he is, 904, who knows. But my man, Janelle, who's always on time and on point, is here with us again today. Janelle, always, pop, always. Man. how's it going out there, man? Are, are you excited to talk talk about these big fight, this big fight coming on this week? Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely, y'all. Uh... I'm actually going to Vegas. I'm going to be in Vegas Friday. And my plane lands at at 10 a.m. I'm going to catch the weigh-ins also, you know what I mean? Um, um, okay. I remember going to the first fight. I had Canelo winning by knockout in in the first fight. That's so I went in uh, predicting. Had Canelo kept up his body attack. I thought he could have stopped Triple G. In the rematch, I was leaning towards Canelo also. I kind of said what, oh, uh, and that's the position of where it was. Hold on, Janelle. Hey, hold on, Janelle. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're going to talk about that, man. Remember, we're just, we're just talking. You're just talking your shit right now. It's intro. It's intro. It's intro. Yeah, yeah, don't give us no, yeah, just, yeah. So we're going to get to it definitely, man. Um, But we're going to give, uh, we're going to give, uh, I think RC is going to come on. I don't know if we want to give him a little time before we start talking uh, the big uh, fight. So let's just, uh. Let me just break down what they what we got this weekend. Give this man a little time to get on. So on uh, Saturday, these are the fights we'll be talking about today. Uh, on Friday, on ESPN, we've got uh, Jose Ramirez, uh, RC's guy, uh, 22 and 0, 16 knockouts versus another former uh, uh, another undefeated fighter, Antonio Orozco, 27 and 0 with 17 knockouts. Put in his uh, WBO junior weight, uh, junior welterweight title on the line, and uh, also on that card, I guess the guys that they're another Russian guy that they're trying to pump up, that boy Maxim Dadashev, eleven and 0, 10 KOs versus uh, I think he's a former champion Antonio DeMarco, thirty three and six uh, with twenty four KOs, a super another junior welterweight fight, so. I think they're trying to boost this guy, Maxim, another Russian guy coming up in the game. But uh, I'll let RC. Hopefully, RC has a little bit of knowledge on what's going on in that fight because I believe he will be in the building, and uh, he's got those free press, uh, free press passes on deck. So, um, and of course, of course, we've got the big fight: Canelo Alvarez, forty-nine, one and two. 34 KOs versus uh, Gennady Golovkin, 38-0-1 with 34 KOs, going for that WBA, WBC, and IBO middleweight titles on HBO pay-per-view. On the undercard, there will be fan-friendly, one of my guys, guy that I'm I'm definitely going to be love love to see grow up in this game, uh, Jaime Munguia putting his WBA super welterweight title against Brandon Cook, Canadian Brandon Cook. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. 
a, a guy who's been on every Triple G card except the last one uh, after getting uh, beaten up twice by uh, Baby Pac-Man, Soda Karas, or whatever the heck, whatever his name is, Soren Bise, my fault. Uh, Roman Gonzalez, 46-2, and two, 36 KOs, will be fighting Moises, who's 25-5 and five with 14 KOs in a super flyweight fight. And the fight that's going to start off the night, uh, you know, white-on-white white crime, some of my favorite type of crime. If crime needs to be committed, I like to see a little white-on-white white crime. And I think we're going to have a good fight starting off the night with David Lemieux, Canadian David Lemieux, 39-4 and four with 33 KOs, against Mr. Mustache himself, Mike O'Sullivan, 28-2 and two with 20 KOs in a middleweight fight. Uh, I think our guy has finally joined the show. So also let's go ahead and uh, see how my man RC is doing. You know, he made a horrible pick last week, ghosted the show. Now he's back. I don't think he uh, – I thought he thought maybe we were going to forget that he picked uh, the the uh, his fellow American – his port, fellow Puerto Rican-American uh, Danny Garcia to knock out the more athletic, fast-twitch, um, dog-like uh, Sean Porter last week. We didn't get to hear from him. So uh, let's go ahead and take it to the Central Valley. R.C., a.k.a. Ghost, and I'm not talking about power. R.C., you still alive? You fucking with us? Oh, of course. I'm still here, man. Um, I'll get back to that uh, Garcia talk. Some Sunday since we got a uh, preview show right here. But I wanted to get something off my chest as I went through a little debacle yesterday. A little hometown-friendly fire going on with the guy that gave us a shot as far as getting our first uh, credentials over at uh, Detachi Palace in Lemoore. First credentials for the Outside is Boxing podcast. Um, Got a little... Uh, little scuffle, verbal scuffle yesterday, and uh, this guy's name is verbal Rick. or physical? Verbal ain't physical, man. It feels physical. Okay. I'd be in trouble. But verbal. Uh, Rick Mirigan on Instagram, at promoter559, a guy who thinks that he's Bob Arum. He thinks. Jose Ramirez, bag boy, basically. He figures out which hotel they're going to stay in, what they're going to park their cars at, but he talks like he's a big shot. Now, this bald motherfucker yesterday hooked me up with four tickets about maybe uh, two weeks ago, something like that, to the Ramirez fight coming this Friday. So I texted him yesterday, hey, man, so uh, how do these tickets work? Because they're uh, vouchers or whatever, so... Uh, said I'm gonna get these tickets to my family. I got I got shit to do on Friday, so I'm not gonna be able to make it. And he talks at me with some big shot talk, like I'm not a seating guy. You need to respect what I do. Blah 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 blah. Hey man, nobody got time for that. So I told him, look man, you need to cool down. It wasn't even nothing like that. And matter of fact, I don't give a fuck because I'm dropping these tickets off anyway. They ain't for me. Shit. 
It was about seeing Jose. Ain't nobody got nothing to do with you. He got even more mad. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not hard to find. And I was thinking about just using one of those tickets and showing up myself and saying what's up to the little midget. But um, we'll see what happens come Friday. We got four tickets for free. Told him thanks again, Baldy. Matter of fact, your mustache is fucked up, but it only looks filled in because it's got a lot of Jose Ramirez's shit from his ass that you've been sticking your nose in. So I ain't really worried about none of the stuff that's going on, but it was a little friendly fire. And I know with some of these comments, some of his boys listen to this show, and I know they're going to run off and say, hey, did you hear what Kid was talking about? Let him know. Let him know. I said, fuck him. Fuck your record label. And fuck your motherfucking crew. Ain't nobody worried about you. I ain't Damn! Fine, like I said. I'll be at the palace. I'll be over here. I'll be over there. So I'm sure we'll run into each other and see if he talks so big in person like he did over the phone. I'm not a violent person uh, over those days. Controversial. We all like a little bit of controversy, but... It was just really disrespectful when I was coming at him asking him a question about some tickets that he hooked me up with involving because I was going to give them to my folks. And when he tried to come at me with some big shot talk, you ain't no big shot, bro. You're just a fucking business monkey. And nobody's worried about you. And if you got any problem with what I said, you can see me. I'll let you know where I'm at. You got my number. I got yours. It's all love for Jose Ramirez at the end of the day. And you just, ha- you just happen to be the guy who opens the door for him. You're not Bob Arum. You're a bum. You're an old man who dresses like a 12-year-old skateboarder. Get real. That's all I got to say about that guy. Um, we got a uh, well, a lot coming up. Well, yeah, week, man. Hey, you know? we're, glad, hey, we're glad you got to come in. Uh, sounded, you sounded like my man uh, Murder Mitch right here. I'm about to be on some real murder shit, eh? Hey, but, hey, I'm going to tell you like this, RC, <laughs> to keep it, just to play the devil's advocate, and, 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 and I'm an asshole, so I know what I would do. If I give somebody four tickets and they talking about giving it to their family, I'm probably like, nah, 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 bro. I gave those to you, not your family. But that, that's an asshole move. That's, that's just the type of guy I am. So I wouldn't take it too personal, uh, but it's already over. Those shots have been fired, and, uh, you know, I'm at Outsiders Boxing Podcast. We're back in RC 100%. Um, so, hey, fuck them. Fuck them. But oh, yeah, yeah. See, I'm, gotta, sure, I'm sure I'm going sure to get blacklisted from any events going on with Jose Ramirez here in town, but I don't give a fuck. How about that? Well, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you – Hopefully they don't catch up with you and you and you post the black eyes, dog, uh, uh, on the uh, on the IG, dog. Just keep your head on the swivel, dog. There's a lot of boxers. Hopefully you don't have a lot of boxers on this team. You know, keep your head on the swivel. Keep the little twenty two in in the shoe just in case something goes off and you gotta let something <laughs> loose. But uh, but hey man, nah, we <laughs> hey we're glad hey we're glad that you're still alive and that you're fucking with us this week, man. We've got a big show today. Of course, we've got Gennady Golovkin. Um, we've got your boy Ramirez. I did mention that you were going to be in attendance, but uh, we, as you can see, we've scratched that. But um, talk. let's talk about the big fight first, man, because I know we've – I see my man JP on. I know he's usually limited on time, 
So I want to, we definitely want to get everybody's pick, want to get everybody in. So um, this week, this weekend, HBO pay-per-view, we've got the rematch for damn near all the motherfucking belt, except the one that uh, old Billy Ho got over there. Uh, we're talking about the WBA, WBC, and the IBO belt, uh, middleweight and middleweight titles, man. Uh, Canelo versus Triple G, like I said, part two. First one ended in a controversial draw of people on both sides of the fence. Uh, Canelo fans uh, saying uh, Canelo won, like me. Gennady Golovkin fans saying Triple G won, like uh, guys like D. Um, and some people saying they had it a draw. Um, all right, fight. Lula, we all know that Danny Jacobs exposed Triple G. Therefore, Canelo took the fight. Canelo was standing up to his power. Looked like, you know, it was a good back-and-forth fight. It was, did you like the come-forwardness of Triple G or the boxing of Canelo? Uh, I thought it was a pretty good fight, uh, way better than the Mayweather-Pacquiao crap that we got a couple of years ago. Uh, Well, when I say crap, I mean masterpiece, but not very exciting boxing. Oh. But as the buildup has been excellent, we've got two guys that seem to really be pissed at one another. We've got Triple G. I mean, uh, we've got Cadello saying he was going to knock Triple G out. Uh, we usually don't really hear that from Canelo. Canelo, he said he's taking it personal this time. Fuck Triple G and fuck his team. He was on his RC shit. And, and it all stems from the carne mysterioso, the mystery meat. And uh, a lot of shit's been talked. Um, at one point, my man Canelo was scaring me. He looked like he weighed 120 pounds. But then somehow, in these last couple of weeks, my nigga done rocked up again, looking swole, no homo, looking great. That's what I like to see. I think he's been in Mexico at the buffet, uh, at the uh, at the buffet going extra hard these last couple of weeks, and we can see it looking great. My man, not my man, but other guys, man, it's Triple G. I ain't going to lie. I sort of like Triple G. I just don't like his fans. But Triple G, you know, usually Triple G is the golly G shucks, Tom Brady, uh, Opie and Andy, uh, you know, type of deal, but but not this time. Triple G looks like he wants to fuck Canelo up every time. He calls Canelo's fans, uh, what do you call us? Uh, call us losers or, you know, scum, something even worse than losers. Call us something horrible. Then if you, if you fuck with him, if you fuck with Canelo, you're a fraud. You're not a good person said that he saw the needle marks in Canelo's skin, that he knows Canelo's on the juice, but he's still going to fuck him up. Triple G looking fucking serious. And it's not, uh, I think I, uh, I think that was JP, and we're going to go to JP first, man, because I know 
you know, uh, I know he, he's on that time stream, but I think he had a, a Twitter saying he doesn't feel the buzz. You know, he's excited. He know we're excited, but he doesn't feel the buzz. And, and I feel him. And I think that's because, uh, you know, Canelo played itself with the mystery. We're getting caught on the mystery meet, and nobody really wants to push that, you know. And I, and I have noticed that, you know, last time this, it was a much bigger fight. Uh, it was all on the TV. But this time, not as much. But I sort of still feel the buzz in the air. I've got my boys calling me. Everybody's hitting me. Hey, what, what, where, where are you going for the fight? Who you got? Damn, where we at? What's going down? So I think maybe it's like an underground fight almost. But it's, gonna, it's still going to be pretty big. I, I, I think the mainstream media is, is pushing away because of the Cook Canelo got caught with the Roys, right? And I think that's really just what it is. I think there really is buzz, but it's just not being pushed as hard uh, and probably due to the money. You know, probably has a lot to do with money that these fools had already spent on the first fight, you know. So it's going to be a great fight. I'm looking forward to this. The undercard is going to be pretty fucking good as we talked about, uh, as we uh, gave the fights a little earlier. But Let's start letting the team break this shit down. I want to hear, we're starting with my man JP. JP, now is the time. Now is the time to make your pick. How do you see this fight going? Give us the breakdown. Give us the give us how you see it, how you see it ending and what round. And then also try to explain to us about this hype thing that I think I saw on your Twitter a little earlier today. For sure, for sure. But first, Willa, because I haven't been in touch with everything, do you know what's up with this Canelo refusing to have a stare down at the final press conference? No. No, I do not. But uh, as, as you're talking, I will look it up and see what the hell's going on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do that, bro. Uh, but yeah, man, that's that's been a um, something that's been happening throughout the the um, the tour, the pressers. You know, as they go to city to city, or from my understanding, I'm not, I haven't been really in on it. But from my understanding, Canelo has refused to have any face-offs. And so, as we get to this last one. You know, for promotional sense, it's kind of essential that they do that as part of selling the fight. And Canelo, from what I've heard, has refused to have these face-offs. But um, as far as the buzz for it, yeah, you did see that on my Twitter timeline at some point. I don't feel it, man. Uh, nobody's hollering at me. None of my casual homeboys are like, you know, what to do for the fight like they did the first time around. I think that, uh, I don't know, there's just been some – during the the negotiations of this second fight, it seems to have left a sour taste in boxing fans' mouths. Uh, not sure why. I think the whole clenbuterol thing. We, I think, the majority of hardcores for the at the least, and I think definitely casuals, because I think the casuals belong to Golovkin, and the hardcores. You'll get more of the hardcore fans on the Canelo side of the fence, but. Most of the casuals who came to see the fight in the name of Golovkin probably felt like Golovkin won that fight. And then we get the scorecard, and then that's when casual fan says, you know, this is what I mean. Boxing is bullshit. 
And that's why I think we'll have a lower number of pay-per-views because the first time around, that Golovkin brings the casuals. And when the casuals come out, they see what they consider to be a bullshit scorecard. It just reconfirms what they already believe about boxing is that it's fully fixed and it's bullshit. And you never quite understand who's going to win. Um, just to break the fight down, you know, it's really tough this time. Like you say, Canelo and his body transformations is is always a, something to see. But I think tactically, the worst thing Canelo can do is come out and try to be Mayweather because he can't do that. So in my estimation, Canelo should try to fight more in the style of the late Cotto. Not Cotto we seen that was crushing Polly Malinaji in 2007 or something like that. We need Cotto who fought Canelo, that Cotto. You know, the Cotto who stay in the pocket long enough to get two to three shots off, and he's out of there. But he's not like a the most elusive fighter in the world. He just has good fundamentals. He doesn't stay in one place long enough. He works off his jab. Canelo can pull that off. He cannot try to be this mystical Mayweather type thing. Don't try it because you're going to get knocked out doing that. But uh, I think his tactic, tactically he's going to come in and he's going to try to be, you know, get in the pocket, land significant shots, and get out. You know, I, I believe he knows better than to try to be some kind of finesse fighter. So what it looks like to me in his training is that he's getting in, he's going to really load up, boom, boom, bam, get out of there. And um, I think that could be a winning formula. However, I just don't believe that Gennady Golovkin's this time around is going to let him steal the show. I believe Gennady didn't have the sense of urgency of the first fight to really just put a bow on a victory that probably should have been his, and I think he knows that. And I think this time around, Gennady's coming in with the mindset is that I'm not going to let you steal the show, Canelo, no matter what. And um, I think Gennady's just going to put so much pressure on the kid that we've got to give him the unanimous decision. I see it uh, 118-114, Golovkin. Damn, okay. And this will set up the okay. third fight. That'll set up the third fight. So you still you see three fights. All right, cool, cool. Let's uh, let's, let's take it to Janelle. Hey, rock with us, JP. Let's take it to Janelle. Hey, Janelle. Now it's the time, man. Make your pick. Forever hold your feet. Hey, what's going on, guys? Well, basically, um, like I said, going to the first fight, I had Canelo by stoppage only because Triple G was getting old. I felt like he slowed down, which he did show that he slowed down significantly. And that's what Oscar waited for for two and a half, three years before he took that fight. And uh, and Triple G is 37 years old today. I mean, I mean, he's 37 years old now. So it's like, I mean, the guy is slowing down. But seeing Canelo, how slim he got, and he got, and he got busted for us. If you look at Canelo going to that first fight, that guy looked jacked as hell. He looked like the bigger man in that fight. And I think he was on something for that fight. And that's why he was taking those shots pretty well. But see, Triple G missed a lot of shots also, man. I mean, I mean, yeah, you got Triple G talking about how he's, he wants to literally knock the guy out. I think that's what Canelo wants. Um, Canelo's head movement paid off pretty well in that first fight. And uh, he did a good job of making Triple G miss. I don't think he made him – he didn't make him pay enough. And that's what I think he's looking to correct in this fight. He's looking to make him miss and make him pay a lot more than he did in the first fight because uh, there was a lot of other times we could have counted him a lot more, which he did count him a lot. But I'm looking for him to count Triple G even more. 
But now that he's going to be clean for this fight, I mean, this this is something that's kind of like up in the air now. Again, I'm I'm not big on Canelo at all. I don't think Canelo is really that is that dude the way he's trying to pump him up to be. I mean, I'm mean, some say that he's in the pound for pound top top three race. I don't think so. And, and I, I think he's way at the right time. And again, there's all these guys that he's going to avoid fighting. But I want to say Canelo, but now that he's going to be clean, it's just like go that go back. I'm leaning towards Canelo by a majority decision, probably. Only. Oh, like I said, because Triple G is slowing down a bit. He said that first fight, I man, he couldn't pull a trigger the way he once did. You know what I mean? Uh, Canelo's movement, I think he's going to make him pay a lot more than he did in the last fight. And uh, I think he's going to win a majority decision. And uh, okay. I, I guess that's my pick. All right, cool, Janelle. Hey, have you seen, did you see the body transformation of Canelo? Did you see when Canelo got real small for a second? And then, have you seen his latest pictures? Because no, I have. I saw it was real small. I saw it then. That's what made me want to go back and say Triple G because like you look real, real tiny. Right. Check it Did out. You put on some weight or something. Uh, while, yo, no. While while RC's while RC's talking, uh, check. Go look out. Look at a picture of him now. He's back. Like he's all the way back to jacked up. Now I don't know if he's as big, but he's jacked up. So check him out. And he was then, jacked uh, up we'll in that first fight. He was jacked up crazy. RC. Yeah, go check out the picture. We'll get uh, uh, we'll get back to you after RC. RC. All right. Hey RC, I know. Hey, you've been you you're, you're not really looking forward to this fight. That's what you say. That's what you have been saying. You've been sort of poo pooing the fight. Um, but we all know deep down inside you're excited for this. Uh, how do you see it going, man? Um. How do you have it? What What do you see happening? Give us your total breakdown. Let Let the people know, man. Now it's your time. Hey, last big fight. We know what you did. You picked the KO, and your guy lost. So hopefully, hopefully you're a little better this week, man. Um, I don't give a fuck about this fight to be honest. Uh, I'll probably watch it on Sunday before the show or something. Ain't nothing really going on with me for this fight. Yeah. Two years ago when they talked about this fight, it did nothing for me. Last year, I went to Vegas just to go party with some friends. Did nothing for me. Scorecards did nothing for me. Canelo does nothing for me. Triple G, he's all right. Uh, uh, but, I mean, what's to say here? These are both two glorified B-level fighters who people think that are the best middleweights in the division when they're not. Simple, point blank, and period. The middle, the middleweight division's heating up like crazy, and these guys are the two glorified because they do the most numbers, I guess, and the, the most popularity, I guess. It's a, it's a popularity fight that I don't really care much for. Um, I mean, but if I had to make a pick, I'd say probably Canelo taking this one by the uh, split unanimous decision. Uh, it'd be smart if they fought three times because it don't get no easier for either one of them, but. I mean, I don't know. This fight has not really much buzz to it whatsoever. That's why you got Oscar De La Hoya talking about running for president just to make some headlines and get people talking about it. But, uh, you know, when I got home yesterday, uh, I seen uh, ESPN had a nice little preview for the fight. So I think that the mainstream media is pushing the fight as best they can, uh, showing Canelo highlights from five years ago. 
showing him knock out Amir Khan like it was a legit middleweight competition. Uh, they're, they're trying Did to show the Cotto win? Uh, no, it didn't show that one, actually. It didn't show that one. It showed a uh, uh, fuck, I can't remember exactly who it was, but they showed the Liam Smith, the Amir Khan, you know, the little guys that weren't really middleweights. Um, they showed the James Kirkland, and, you know, the ESPN pretty much said that Canelo's got NyQuil in both hands, which is complete foolery. Um, but, no, nah, I mean, it, it's whatever. I mean, I might be, I might be out during the time. Uh, I'm not really caring much about boxing this week. We don't give a fuck about Jose's fight tomorrow, uh, or actually Friday. That's a joke too. And uh, don't care about the pay per view Friday, uh, Saturday. I'm glad I got a legal cable, so I, I would not spend eighty four dollars on this fight. It's just not worth it for me. Um, a complete foolery that's put on the entire undercard of it all. Uh, Roman Gonzalez acting like he's, or not he, but they are acting like he's legit competition when Source got wrong beside Outsiders Boxing Podcast 2017 Fighter of the Year took his soul. Uh, you know, then you got Spike O'Sullivan bringing his mustache to the ring, going against his bum. And you got Jaime Munguia, a kid that's also overrated, getting pushed with a rocket up his ass from Golden Boy Promotions, not throwing me one bit like to see that kid get in the ring with Jared Hurd and get taught a whole lot of lessons. Um, it, it's just the propaganda of it all that does nothing for me. Golden Boy is a complete joke, and uh, they will get none of my attention. Uh, the only reason I will watch it when I do end up watching it, whenever that is when I watch it, will be to do it for the Outsiders Boxing Podcast and uh, break stuff down for everybody who did watch it and to give a good perspective from it. So, um, But if I had a pick... On the spot, gun to my head, I got Canelo by some way, somehow, by hook or by crook. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, 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 yeah. I'm reading this very, very well. You had an incident uh, earlier earlier this week with the guy from Friday, so you're a little pissed off. Then you don't want to see Canelo go into the top three or four pound-for-pound pound list. So you don't really want to watch the fight, so you're poo-pooing it. And I understand. From a from a guy that's a Canelo hater, I understand why. This weekend isn't doing anything for you because you see the Canelo win coming. Y'all already pissed. So, so you're saying you're not well, going to watch is, the fight. This is consistency. Go ahead. Go ahead. This, about, this is consistency, though. I said this about Canelo Glove. No. On archives of 2015, like this is nothing new. Yeah, no, I know this is nothing new. When, when I brought you in, I, I I I said that you have been saying the whole time that this fight hasn't done. You know, you're not feeling the fight at all. So um. So yeah, I I understand why yeah. nobody wants to see the most hated fighter go in there and put in work on the nigga that they love. You know, so I understand that. And uh, before I get to my pick. I think we've got my boy Seattle Simon on the line. Seattle Simon, uh, last week uh, you didn't make a good pick. It was a little off, you and RC. Y'all are both with us, uh, the sleep emoji kings. But, you know, we both know y'all were completely wrong. RC's picked Canelo. My man JP picked, I believe, uh, picked Golovkin. Uh, Janelle picked. Canelo, 
Seattle time. Who you got, man? How you see it going? Well, well, first off, you know, um, when it comes to that uh, this fight coming up, you know, I'm just I'm just happy that. Well, I'm hoping that there's some closure. You know, I think if they could, they probably want to do a third fight. I don't. I hope it. I hope there isn't a third fight, but I think there's a good chance uh, there is. So hopefully, whatever happens, there's some definitive victory from either one. Uh, because I want to see both of those guys go fight the other middleweights because middleweight is stacked right now. But um, um, And before I make my pick, I want to make this clear. I want Golovkin to win. I'm going to repeat myself. I want Golovkin to win. Reason being, not a fan of either, but I believe Golovkin would be more willing to fight the other middleweights than I think Canelo would be. So based off that, I want Golovkin to win. So we could start seeing these other fights and all that. With Canelo, you never know with him. He, I, I, I just have a feeling with some of the middleweights that they have right now, how dangerous they could be, how bad stylistically they would be for Canelo. I think he might hold the, hold the belt hostage um, and start and just do voluntary and things like that. But um, when it comes to the fight, man, there's just so many unanswered questions, man. There's so many, you know, things to sit there and consider. Yeah, Canelo, I mean, Triple G is declining. And I know a lot of his fans don't want to admit it, but it's true. He is declining. He's 36. And if you just watch tapes before and you watch tapes recently, the man is declining. It is what it is. Um um, and then, but then you look at it and you say, well, homeboy got popped for, for, you know, whatever he's claiming meat, but then his body changed. So then it's like, okay, you know, what's going on here? You know, he was, he was built like a tank against triple G the first time had no neck, you know, what did that help him take the shots? Probably, you know, he showed a pretty good chin before. But he had never really been in there with a puncher. But he took the shots. Will he be able to take the shots now? His body's a little bit leaner. Would he be able, will he be able to take the body shots if Triple G actually goes to the body? I don't know. There's a lot of un, you know questions that I don't know about. But if I have to make a pick, I think Camelo is going to win this fight. Reason being is the obvious reasons, which is the age, um, the boxing ability, and he has more of the skill set that if you had to bank on who could actually make adjustments, I think Canelo would be the one. And I think he's going to understand to stay off the ropes uh, more, and he realized in fighting Triple G that he's very, very slow and you don't really have to worry about an imaginative skill set as far as his brain where he's just going to attack you the same way every time. So with that, he can sit in the middle of the ring, which I think he's going to try to do is when he tries to push him back, he's going to not let him push him back, try to make it in the middle of the ring and slip his shots and counter him to the body and head and try to 
uh, force uh, Triple G to try to make an adjustment, which he probably won't because he, you know, he is what he is, and then try to, you know, win rounds by with his speed and his combinations, and just bust him up. And with that, you know, I think he's going to have a better chance of doing that. And so that's why I think Canelo will win a decision, most likely, uh, maybe a UD split, maybe split decision because of the last, uh, you know, in, in, in the history of, you know, usually in history of the boxing, like decisions that tend to be a little bit controversial as far as it gets an uproar, the judging tends to be a little bit closer the next time or a little bit head scratching. So because he got a 118-110 scorecard and a draw scorecard when he didn't win the fight, I think they're going to make the scorecards closer than they are, uh, even if Canelo clearly wins. So if it's like a, let's say, an 8-4 Canelo win, it'll probably come out as a majority decision or split decision. But I think Canelo will win a decision. Okay, we've got another Canelo in the bank. And uh, just the FYI, the boy D uh, got out of got out of South Carolina. So he should be safe from the hurricane. And he has picked Golovkin by stoppage. So I don't know if he was drinking already. We know from the last episode, you know, he might still be drunk from that episode. But he picked Golovkin by stoppage. Now, the way I see the fight, everybody should know if you've been uh, if you've heard me at all, uh, listen to what I'm talking about. I'm a Canelo guy, and I'm going Canelo all the way. Uh, first fight, it was more on the just heart. I'm riding with my man Canelo. Uh, but the second fight, I believe Golovkin is a guy like most of these uh, guys from from uh, over there and the. The, the old USSR area, they're they're bullies. They come forward, but once you figure them out, I think on that second fight, you know, once you got them and you're not scared of them, they might turn to easy work. Now, when Canelo got real small for a second, and the way that Triple G looks like he's really trying to get this guy out of here, uh, for a little bit, I was sort of scared, you know. But, like I said, the way Canelo has somehow went from skinny and he bounced back in like two weeks, three weeks, he's back cut up ripped. I like my chances again. Um, He's going to have to move and, and go in and out, just like Jacob did. Get in there, hit your shot, jump, get out of there. He could do it. Um, Golovkin, like uh, Sam said, I think you're exactly right, Sam. He has no imagination, so therefore you don't have to look for any kind of crazy punch coming out of nowhere. You know, you could, you just, you know what he's gonna be, you know what he's throwing, and he's coming forward. Uh, these guys are both angry. These guys is both personal, uh, and I, I, my pick is Canelo. By decision, um, and I'm thinking unanimous. I think this is going to turn into easy work by round six. 
uh, you know, similar to Ward Kovalev, similar to, uh, man, what was the last fight? Uh, similar to how Porter Garcia, to me, almost turned into easy work, uh, as one of the judges saw, 8-4. to four. That's how I had it. You know, similar to that, I think it's going to be a faster guy versus a slower guy, uh, a faster guy that could take the slower guy's shots that he's going to land. I think he'll land some shots, but it won't be enough to really hurt Canelo. So I see similar fights that we saw last week. Um, close fight at the beginning, easy work into the unanimous decision for Canelo. Now, uh, I'm going to bring uh, everybody back in, so uh, and we'll just discuss the fight. Y'all got any questions for, for anybody? We're all back on. I'm going to start hey, with Janelle. Janelle, did you see the picture of Canelo yet? No, I was looking for it. I didn't see it. All right, this nigga. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, like I said, I still pick Canelo because, like, and I agree with Simon, like I said before, uh, Triple G is slowing down. And you know, he took the fight because he saw what Dane Jacobs did to him. He saw the guy slowing down in his 30s. And it was like, and that's what he waited for for years. He waited for Triple G to slow down. Him and Deloitte, man, they planted it. I, 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 they plotted for it, man. They fucking fought a blown-up um, American a bunch of no-name guys. They said it was built. It wasn't about building a fight. Man, they ducked him. They gave up the belt once. He created his own division for a little while. He waited, and then when Jacobs gave him that hard fought, Helen, Helen back and which I think he he knew uh, uh, Triple G lost that fight, and then and then he jumped on it because he saw how much he was slowing down, and and honestly that fight was there for Canelo to win by knockout. That fight was there. I remember early in that fight the way he was. Attacking his body, and I was texting Simon. I was like, "Yo, I called this right. It's gonna be a knockout." But and then Canelo did his usual. He takes a break. He takes his breaks off because, you know, what I mean, uh, or whatever his even he loads up too much or he gets gassed and he takes a break off. And that's when Triple G started coming on and was like, you know, I mean, it's just back to the same old thing with Canelo. So that's why it's kind of hard picking Canelo by stoppage, even though I know that if Triple G fights or Dan Jacobs. I picked Jacob to knock him out in the rematch, but that fight would not happen, of course. But uh, I'm Triple G is there to get knocked out right now, man. He's there to get knocked out. Any elite fighter right now will knock Triple G out. He's he, he's slowing down. Uh, boxing's taking his toll on him. He's been boxing all his life, over over three hundred over three hundred amateur matches. He's been having some difficult fights as of late, and he's there to get stopped. If Canelo don't take advantage of it. I don't want nobody to say that Canelo's a top five pound-for-pound uh, pound fighter if he doesn't knock Triple G out. You know what I mean? Everybody just needs to stop oh, that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because even, even that first fight, it, I mean, you know what I mean? It's hey, that, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you're telling me that the guy who on his resume has Triple G, has Kodo, Man, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. A blown up Kodo, a blown up American. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, man. What, what, am I lying? I haven't said anything that's false. You're telling me a guy that has the best resume in the game. I don't think so. It's not a top, but he does have the best. I mean, it's really. He beat Shane Mosley well past his prime. Kodo was blown up. 
you know what I'm saying? Uh, come, I, come on, man. Mayor Khan was blown up, already getting knocked out even before fucking uh, uh, Canelo. I mean, he lost to Laura. Hold up. You know, he lost to Laura. He lost, you know, he got, he got schooled, he got schooled by fucking Mayweather. I mean, come on, um, uh-huh. I thought Trout won that fight also. I mean, I mean, come on, come on, man. Janelle, I don't think that guy's... I think to this point. Yo, Janelle, what he's trying to, he's not saying his resume is the best as far as, like, what the results were. He's talking about, he believes Canelo has the best resume as far as, like, guys he's actually been in the ring with. He's not talking about the results. He's talking about He's been in. I mean, no matter what you think, he has. How many prime guys has he fought? Uh, I mean, prime he guys. Everybody. He's fought everybody, and he's twenty. What is he? Twenty-eight. It's not like he's been ducking guys. He's been fighting guys as they come. He has been he ducking ducked? guys. Who? Who he duck? Who he duck? Who he duck? Anybody? Oh, since Hello? he's been at one hundred and sixty. I mean, that created his own division to avoid fucking Triple G for years, man. Uh, he, hey, he was, he's 26 years he old. He avoided a rematch with Law. Huh? But he fought him twice. So what are you talking about? He's fought him twice, right? Who, Law? He fought Law once. It sounds good, but if, when you look at the paper, when I'm looking at the sheet, when we go back in history, in, in 20 years, not in history, when we go to the future, in 20 years, when they look back, they're going to be like, God damn. Canelo was Yeah, that's why it. there's really I no know. point in this. Really, we're, in, but, if we're all being honest with ourselves, we're wasting our time in reality when we argue decisions that already got made. Because it's not, I mean, it's not going to get overturned. And years later, nobody's not going to care. People are just going to say, this guy won. We still we're still gonna do it anyway because that's what we do. But you know, he's got to win over Trout. He's got to win over Lar. Do I agree? No, it does, but it doesn't matter. So, but what 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 he's trying to say is, at the end of the day, no matter what you think about it, he has been in there with a lot of top guys. You know, but it's it's just more about his performances as far as you know, you know. Do you think he won? How did he look? And this is like with him. I've never came out of a fight with Canelo and said, "Man, I was so impressed." Never. Exactly. And that's what I mean. Not one time. I see what y'all saying, but I, the point I'm making is like, okay, okay, yeah, Cotto and Mosley, and he beat this guy, that guy, but these guys were blown up or well past their primes, and that's all I'm mentioning. Yeah, I mean, that's the no point I'm saying, but I'm mean, I see what y'all saying, but. Uh, you gotta understand where I'm coming from, also. No, no, I get you. I get you. You just said you don't want to hear it. You know, it's arguable. Everything, like you said, this is opinion. So he's arguably top five. I think if he beats Golovkin, if he somehow knocks Golovkin out, he's probably number three to me. And that's and that and that's and I think I could argue that point. It doesn't mean he he is. That doesn't mean he's not number really number seven. It means you know it's just arguable. And I think if he, if he beats Golovkin, he's arguably. Uh, uh, I think I don't I don't think it's arguable that he's a top five pound for pound. But I think I don't I think he is. I think everybody has to put him in since he's already close and since they're both since they're both teeter tottering. You know, and if you beat somebody in the top five, you should jump up to the top five. That's how I believe. So, um, you know, I think he should be in there. But I think we got a good fight going on, man. Um, 
But am I tripping at JP? Did you or or Sam? Did y'all did y'all not see when Canelo got real skinny a little while ago and now he's back jacked up? Hey, I've been seeing that shit for years. He's been doing that for years. But Willa, <clears throat> I did look into the old, the whole face off thing, and it seems like they they're not going to have that program. And uh, the agreement was that they don't face off until. What I understand is that today the they, they did a. Yeah, to the um, to the last, the very last one. But look, I wanted to talk about how people. What, what's the premise of how make people make fight picks? So for me, last week, and I was one of the few pe- people who picked Porter based on this premise that I felt Danny kind of only had a puncher's chance. So the guy who who. So here's how I always look at it. How I break it down and make my pick. I say. Who's the guy who works the hardest? Who's who's the guy who's gonna struggle to work at the volume? The other guy's gonna struggle. That Canelo obviously and has his in, for the entirety of his career never been able to really improve his stamina. So at this point, let's just know that's who Canelo is. Canelo's the guy in this fight similar to Danny, who's gonna have a problem working at the rate Golovkin can work at. And that's in almost any fight. That's how I usually pick them is by who who's the guy that has the puncher's chance. That guy with the puncher's chance has the lowest odds to win. That's why we call it a puncher's chance. That means he doesn't have a great chance. So in this fight, man, I just look at it like everybody out here picking Canelo similarly to how everybody picked Danny. But Canelo's the one in a fight where we're probably not going to see a knockout, maybe even knockdowns. That cannot work. He cannot work Gennady. He damn sure ain't going to knock him out. Gennady knew last – Gennady, you could say, had stage fright the last time, uh, didn't turn it on enough. I think Gennady's the guy who can make the adjustments. I think it was Syme who said, uh, who's the fighter that can potentially make the adjustments? What can Canelo do? If he sits down too long in the pocket, it's a risk. So any, I don't think Canelo has a chance to hurt that man. I think the guy who has the the bigger chance of hurting the other is clearly Golovkin. Um, and I think Golovkin is going to turn them RPMs up this time way higher and not allow Canelo to kind of, in the in the fashion of Sugar Ray versus Hagler, to kind of steal one with fancy-looking punches and shit. You know, so I just think that Gennady has way more tools in the box and way more uh, things he can do to adjust and he has the wor- more workmanlike um, style, where Canelo, Canelo has to make his shots count. Every, all of them got to count. They got to look good. And I don't think he can do it. That's mine. I'm not understanding what you're saying on that. I'm my whole only reason why I'm picking Canelo is because Triple G is slowing down, and and that's dividends. If you watch that first fight, man, he wasn't on the trigger the way he normally was. I mean, he wasn't pulling the trigger, man. He was not pulling the trigger the way oh, he was. Uh, and he that's was the first sign of a shot fighter or, or a fighter that's getting close to being shot. Or, or exactly. Shot. You can't pull it, man. I mean, true. Canelo was sitting there on the rope. Square and made him miss a lot. And he, this guy was not only making him miss, but also, I mean, uh, Triple G just wouldn't pull the trigger. I mean, there were shots available there. He just wouldn't throw it. And yeah. you know, and then yeah. and then the stage fright thing. The reason why I say the stage fright thing is is just bullshit, and another excuse that you know 
a lot of people kind of put out there to kind of explain Golovkin's performances is because he kind of fought a, he kind of fought very similar to the way he fought against Jacobs. When he fights guys that won't stand in front of him and give him some different looks, he he becomes limited to just the jab. Just the jab. He'll land a few shots here and there, but against Jacobs, mostly it was the jab. Against Canelo, mostly it was the jab. The body shots were gone. The hooks were gone. And all those hooks are missing. You know I mean? And, and so, and, and so I it's think like, that Gennady... Gennady clearly won both of those fights. Well, no, no, I take that back. I, I think I gave the Jacobs fight to Jacobs. But Gennady, both those guys, I think, lose bigger in a rematch if you're talking Jacobs or, or Canelo because Gennady, I think, can work harder and faster. Now, you guys have a great point about being able to pull the trigger. That we have to be able to see because that is something that's kind of really nuanced and hard to be tangible. It's hard to put a finger on it. It could be a lot of reasons why he just didn't pull the trigger as much as we thought. Maybe maybe it was, a, you know, you have respect. He's obviously taken a step up in echelon and fighter. He's fighting from Danny Jacobs and Canelo compared to the fucking Dominic Waits and Millie, Willie Monroe's we had seen. So, you know, it could be that too. But just That's my you estimation. You've wanted to see that for years, him step up cop. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, maybe it was some of the, the mystique around Canelo also, you know, and that shit's all gone now. He's looking through his soul at this point. He like, man, your punk ass cheated. You've been running from me a whole fucking year trying to get stronger. I'm finna kill you. You know, I'm finna kill you. Fuck. And that's you know, yeah, being a rematch. Who wants to knock Canelo out? Yeah, he does want to knock him out. And, and JP, the way I see the fight. It's a backfire. I see it. Uh, hey, the way I see the fight is I see it the same. I see it similar to the Porter fight, like like you're saying. Like if we're talking about the Porter fight, right? Who's gonna put on the more pressure? I think a Triple G is gonna come forward more. I don't think he's gonna throw as much as Porter, right? And I don't think um, Triple G, uh, Can- Canelo is gonna get hit and throw and and hit him as as less. You know what I'm saying? You know, as less as Danny Garcia did. So it's a similar fight. But it w- it would be I think it's gonna be where if Porter wasn't throwing as much, and Danny was landing two or three more of those good shots per round, and that's and that's the way I see like the fight going. So it's similar styles. I think it's gonna be like a similar type of fight. But I think Danny's just gonna, I mean not Danny. I think Canelo is just gonna land the better shots. He's gonna land more of them than Danny did. And even though Triple G is gonna be coming forward most of the time. Like I said, he has no imagination. He's not. He he'll he'll be able to see these these punches just like um, Porter can see Garcia's punches. So that's but, the way. But I here's see the it. thing. I, I feel I, you. I, let me touch on this last thing. I touched on uh, you know, Canelo not trying to pull a Mayweather. In this fight, like, look, man, Canelo's a boxer puncher, but he's a come forward boxer puncher. Fighting Golovkin, he cannot come forward. That's the biggest thing. I he totally has disagree. to go backward. He cannot totally do this backwards backfoot shit. He can do it sporadically and look pretty, but he cannot do that for 12 rounds and win a fight because he doesn't have the stamina to do it. True, true. You're right about that part. Now, if the stamina, if there is no, if he didn't fix the stamina in any way, then he's in trouble. But I totally disagree that he can't stand there with him. When you fight a guy that is slow like that and he doesn't change speed, 
and he doesn't have an imagination like I'm saying, I'm telling you, you can stand there in the pocket with a guy, catch those shots, slip those shots, and counter them. I'm telling you. You we can, you can, but Son. We need the more defensive here's, guys. Here's my thing, though, Son. We've, I, I think we've seen one guy in our generation be able to do, be that perfect. You got to understand, when you're fighting a guy who punches harder than you, and he's the more aggressive and he has better conditioning, Mayweather is perfect. That motherfucker was perfect, man. But don't let that needle in a haystack make this perception that anybody can do that shit because, like we've seen, nobody can do it. It's a lot of them motherfuckers tried. See, it's hard to fight a dude. It's hard to fight Maidana who punches harder than you, who's conditioned like a motherfucker, and you stay in the pocket? That's not easy. And um, I don't think Canelo can stay in that pocket all night. He going to get clipped, and if he fuck around to get clipped by this dude, uh, Canelo can't get knocked out because then he was, it's all He was clipping in the first fight. He was clipping in the first fight to punch pretty well. Yeah, he took Man, his punches pretty well, be. but also this. This is the thing about Triple G, why I say he should get close. He should try to stay close to him and fight him like that uh, is Triple G's power is, is at its best. When he's when he's when he has full extension or at mid range, you know, for all this you know body work and all this stuff, he's not really a great inside fighter, man. He's not. I trade that was. He's similar to trade that. You know. And so, I'm telling you, he I, and look, it's gonna be hard, of course, but damn, this is the world level. You know what I mean? Uh, if nothing's easy, you know what I mean. We might say easy work, but nothing is easy in reality. Because if it was easy, you'd get off the couch and just fight the guy. You still got to go to training camp and prepare. But, but what I mean is that, you know, when, when a guy is very, very um, uh, predictable in his attack, but he's super slow, I'm telling you, it's not as hard as you think it is. And I don't think his power is as devastating as the mystique was. Because if you notice, Canelo and Jacobs were hesitant. But as the fight went on, they and they felt the punch, and they realized what they were in with, they did better. Like, if you notice, Canelo did good Danny. in the championship rounds, and then after Jacobs got dropped, as Willow would say, it started, easy work. it started becoming easy work for Jacobs after he got dropped. And like I said, Canelo did really well in the championship rounds. Hello. Well. Yeah, I was done. JP, I was I done, but uh, I thought yeah, I was going to say Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. You were talking um, to JP. Yeah, yeah. I was. Yeah, man. I, I just, I, I don't know. It's a possibility. I, um, like I tell my friends, you know, uh, we were talking about fighting each other in a playful manner, and all. You know, I'm a big guy, right? So like my my skinnier homies, like, man, I'm gonna do this and that and the other. I'll be like, nigga, you having Mayweather dreams? It's because a lot of us then grew up in this fucking watching Mayweather on pay per view just be beautiful all night and and punch and move and get out the way in the nick of time. Them right hands be like one inch from his face and he already firing back a right hand. Man, nobody can do that shit. And uh, Canelo cannot do it. You know, he can't stay in the pocket, slip, and fire back because in, by, in, in round eight, he won't have the stamina. to. He going to lay on them ropes 
or he gonna go to war. He and he can't do the the the, the slip and move. Uh, like I said, I I think he needs to try to pull a late Cotto. How Cotto fought in the latter stages of his career. I think Canelo can try that, but I don't think Canelo can sit up in this pocket with this boy and kind of have a war and think he's gonna slip them punches all night. Yeah, I mean, you got a good point, but I also think moving around the way he did would tie you out more than standing in the pocket if he picks his shots right. Because, like I said, it's not hard to let making that guy miss, man. I mean, can, can, I've never really looked at him as Canelo as a great defensive fighter, but he was on point defensively. Now, he didn't do a good job of making him pay. But, yeah, yep, yep, exactly what I was about to say. I was about to say that he didn't make him pay enough. He made him miss a lot, but they make a, at times he made him miss, and that was it. He can't. Like I said, that, take takes, up, that takes conditioning. He can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, but Jacob. Well, well, one thing with Canelo, that. I don't think it's a lack of conditioning with Canelo. Still off, but, you know, that's, that's oh, the Canelo like, issue is that he loads up too much. He puts, he tightly closes his fist on every single shot, and this is why he takes breaks. It's like how Keith Thurman does the same thing. I don't think it's that he's not in shape. He just loads up that if he could take his power into later stages of the fight, he needs a break. I don't think it's a lack of cardio with Canelo. It's just that he loads up too much. He loads up with everything. If you watch early in the fight against a guy like Canelo or against a scientific box like Floyd Mayweather, Floyd never loads up until like the seventh, eighth round. He's going to let him go power shots sometimes. Uh, Canelo, in, in the very first round, he's tightly closing his fist and swinging for the fences. And if he can't knock you out, he needs a break. That's any, I don't care. I don't care what your cardio is. I don't care what kind of condition you have. If that's the way you Canelo, put that three punches, you're gonna need a break. He's, you're a gonna come forward fighter. he's a come forward fighter who won't be able to take one step forward this fight, and that's man. That I think is the crux. When you a come forward guy and you literally ain't gonna be able to take one motherfucking step forward, that's a problem. So I, I but I just remember the first fight him putting it on Triple G at times in the fight. So I don't see how he's not going to be able to do it when he's done it before and he's turning 28. The moments were so sporadic. Hey, it does, but but he's turning 28, as we know. He's getting stronger and turning more of a man. And and Triple G is 37. He's, as we know, as I know, that you're getting, you're getting a, you're getting a, a, a weaker, and, and, and you got to use your mind a little more. And with Triple G not being able to do nothing but the same shit, I think we're, we're going to see a good fight. But that's the good thing about boxing. One of us is right. One of us is going to be wrong, and only time will tell. And you only know what time I predict will tell. this fight? I predict this fight. I predict this fight not to be exciting. I think Canelo is, is going to win a boring match. I think um, – He's really gonna fight a dull match. It, it, it's not gonna be as exciting as the first fight. It can't be boring. He's gonna squeeze that into a victory. How he can get it? That's it what can't I truly be boring. See why? And the fact that Canelo, I mean, on Triple G is slowing down, that plays a lot, and, and that's the reason why I say. I mean, hey, I think Canelo's gonna get a lot of props for looking like a real scientific boxer, but the fact that he's fighting a one-dimensional guy who's past his prime, his wife's gonna look even better in this fight. And that's what he he can't be born. That's the only reason why. He can't get away from Triple G enough for it to be born. born. I mean, he but Triple G is not that same guy he once was, though, man. 
That's yeah, I don't, I, I, that, I, definitely, I don't think it's going to be a good fight. How much do you think the guy declined from a year ago, man? How much yes, did he decline in one year? Hey, that's it. Triple G won that fight clearly and was pouring on the aggression. Canelo made it out of that shit by the, you know, he barely made it out of there, dude. If that fight went 15 rounds, Canelo couldn't make it. He don't got the stamina. I disagree with that. I disagree with that. In that last round, Canelo came on that last round. Dude, he doing the, he doing that sugar ray shoe shot. I mean, he had his little moments, but man, Triple G was putting in the work, 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 and I I just don't I don't I don't know, man. Work, I, work, I, I work. Don't see it for Canelo. <laughs> work, work, work. <laughs> but the thing about when they back Jacobs and Canelo both had moments where they backed up uh, Triple G, and you know, but the but this goes back to where I say like, when you're going, look, man, you can say whatever you want about Triple G. But Triple G stopped like 20 people in a row. And then when everybody's saying this dude's the biggest killer and this and that, you can be as confident of a fighter as you want. Until you get in there with that guy, you're going to go in there with some hesitancy, like let me measure his power, this and that. What's he, you know, let's see what he's about. And there was moments where both of them backed him up and they were kind of let off. And I think that had to do with their, their hesitancy and their not like total confidence in like their abilities as far as, you know, I can do this to him, I can do that. Because, like I said, there was a mistake behind him and all that. And the guy, you know, the guy could punch, and the guy took out a lot of guys in a row. But if you, um, if, which I'm pretty sure both of them did, they probably seen that every time we backed him up, not one time did he counterpunch. All the guy does is cover up when you throw at him. He don't counterpunch one time. But that's something that you have to learn and find out by getting in the ring with him and figuring it out. What Triple G does, when you throw punches at him and you start putting them in together and you back him up, he covers up and waits till you're done and he starts pumping the jab all over again. He ain't going to counterpunch you. He's just not going to do it. He just ain't got that in his, in his arsenal. And so Canelo definitely seen that. And I think that's a big reason why him and his team are talking real confident. They've been, I mean, they called him, what did, what did his trainer uh, call him? He called him a donkey that, a donkey that just comes forward and throws punches? Like, I'm telling you, man. Like, they seen that stuff too, you know? And that's what I think they're going to try to do, you know, mixing that, you know, mixing a, a few different things. But, like I said, man, yeah, he, that guy, you know, he's going to come forward and do a lot of things. But, like I said, man, that guy can really get picked off, man. Because, like I said, he doesn't have imagination. He's super slow. And his attack is the same Every single time. Yeah, I agree. Is. I agree. I just don't think that Canelo has the conditioning to do it. I think we think uh, that pickoff game where you got to do like um, Golovkin coming at you 12 rounds, who's not going to stop, not be discouraged. Uh, you have to be so elite. And we've seen Mayweather pull it off so much, we forgot how hard it is to do. Um, and you won't see it no more. And you're not going to see it this fight. This guy, he's going to slip. Now, yes, you can slip, but Canelo can't get out of the danger. You know, he can slip the punch, but he can't slide out of it to the left or right. You know, he ain't got no lateral movement. You ever seen a move left or right? Hell no. You've seen great upper body movement, but you ain't never seen that bitch go left or right. 
and that's why he can't get away from it. And that's why we got to have a good fight because he can't. Mayweather made stinky fights because Mayweather slipped and then get the fuck out of there. Ain't no rope talk unless he wants you on the ropes, unless he want to be there. Canelo got to stay. You ever seen him go left or right? Of course not. So it's going to be a good fight. Problem, but, by uh, the way, you, I disagree with that whole, like, he's the only one that can do that. Crawford does the same else. things. But he does it in a different way. He does it in a different way. But but we Crawford had Crawford very thing. early in his career. We haven't seen Crawford take on that yeah, echelon. Uh, Laura's not even like that because Laura dictates with that long ass jab. You, you know what I mean? Nah, man. I mean, that Mayweather shit is one of a kind, dude, where you got Mayweather's biggest uh, asset is defense. There's no really fighter out there to really match that to. People got to reach back to uh, Henry Pep or Hank Pep, whatever they call the motherfucker, who, who allegedly used to win rounds without throwing a punch. How how fun that must have been, right? But um, so but there's really nobody like that. And to stand this type of fire that Triple G comes with, you got to be good, man. You got to be fucking Danny Jacobs had to be the bravest he's ever been to to really stand in there. And, and he didn't and do it much. He survived, but he just didn't do enough. Um, but you I don't know. It's going to take somebody. I had him win. I sure so did. did. I sure I did. Nah, nah, bro. He I... lost that fight. He didn't get that decision because hey, he with wasn't the an HBO fighter, bro. He was an Al Heyman fighter going to HBO. They did not want yep. that situation, the the potential Canelo-Golovkin fight to be ruined. So Golovkin yep. got that decision. That's all it came down to. Nothing more. Nothing. It was like the Hopkins Delahoy was Stan beat Delahoy, but they didn't want to ruin the fight with Delahoy Hopkins, and they had to give it to Delahoy. And where's Jacobs been at? You ever? I ain't never heard Jacobs said he want that smoke again. I mean, I ain't really hey, hey. heard that. No, Jacobs said it a bunch of times. It was hey, yeah. Yeah, saying that they don't want. Okay, that I mean, I don't hear him at the rooftops like you know it's missing me. He must not be saying it enough. Because it's missing now. No, I think he knows. Like, no, he. Yeah, yeah. He got off of it because he knows it ain't happening. Yeah, yeah I see. I see. I think he got when, I he, when, he, when, it's, when there's negotiations. He's trying to get on it, but he's like, you know, he's fighting for the belt. He's trying to take the other route. I'm gonna go get these belts where you gotta fight. Then you gotta see me because now I got leverage. Like yeah. I got something. Like without a belt, you know, they can make you know Abel Sanchez and all them could kind of downgrade him and minimize him. But then when he's a champion. Yeah. How can you minimize a champion? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and another thing, guys, and I'm, I know I'm beating this, but I, I like to – this is the part of boxing critique I like. Um, I, and let's use Danny Jacobs and uh, Canelo as comparison. And as far as – because we know Triple G is going to be the aggressor no matter who he's fighting. So what's – so we know guys are going to have to counter or catch and shoot, right? So is Canelo a better counterpuncher or a catch-and-shoot guy than Danny Jacobs? I don't think he is. I don't think Canelo's transition from defense to offense is smooth at all. I think he's a great uh, catch-and-shoot guy when he's in catch-and-shoot mode. But if he's, from, if he's in defense mode transitioning to offense, he ain't smooth. And that's why he never really counters in that elk. He more he, – if he knows you're going to be throwing, then he can do it, kind of like Danny Garcia – but Danny's not necessary. Well, Danny is a catch and shoot. It's different than a counter puncher. It's a difference there. Well, if you, well, if you try to compare Canelo and, and Danny Jacobs as far as, but you got to look at the fact that uh, Canelo has an older version of Triple G in front of him right now. That has to be taken into consideration. 
So Yo, he's Canelo, talking, talking like if you're comparing skill sets, he's just saying like, you know. No, 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 no. I know what he's saying. I'm just saying is that uh, Canelo's fighting a 37 year old Triple G right now, who who's even slower than he was when he fought Denny Jacobs. So it's like, you know, I mean, again, hey, only reason why I'm picking Canelo is because Triple G is slowing down. That's the only reason why I'm picking him. He's the only reason why. I'm not. I'm not on no bandwagon or whatever. If it was prime for prime, I think he knocks Canelo out within six rounds. Honestly. Same here, man. I don't know about. I don't. I don't know. I'll go all the way and say knockout, but I would say definitely Triple G would win. Well, hey, it really comes down to the age, man. That's it. Yeah, I think. I think we all got our picks in, man. And before we get out of here, guys, uh, are y'all interested in any of the uh, any of the undercards happening? Mungia versus Brooks, which would be some easy work. Uh, his boy Chocolatito, some guy. But they've got the white guys that's starting the night off, David Lemieux versus Spike O'Sullivan. I think that might be a pretty good fight. Oh, I'm a, I mean, I like seeing Mungia. I like Mungia. The other fights, I mean, Lemieux, I mean, he's a, you know, Saunders said it best. He's a bum. He was like, I don't even want to yeah, yeah, yeah. beat him. He has no you jab, know? just come forth, throwing power shots. I mean, there's no science in that, man. There's no science in, in David Lemieux at all. You know, I like Munguia, man. He's a, he's a he's a exciting kid. He's only 21. He needs to work on his defense, but you know he's entertaining. But uh, oh man, you know you talking about grown man strength and stuff, man. Willa, man, that kid gonna be strong when he's like 28, 29, because he's already strong now. Woo, you know. But hey, you know, hey, you know, Mexicans sometimes they be peaking early, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he might not even get to 28 no. because that defense. Woo, that yeah. defense. Like, yeah, he whoa, might be brain you know? dead by then. Definitely. Yeah, but that's the well, only hey, one I'm brother. really interested in watching it. Yeah. Hey, yeah, that's that's about it, man. Well, uh, hey, fellas, man, I appreciate y'all coming on tonight, man. That boy, uh, shout out to my boy Seattle son, Janelle, JP, RC. You know, uh, thank y'all for coming on, man. It's going to be a great fight weekend, and we'll talk on Sunday and see if RC comes back. We'll talk on Sunday and and, and uh, talk noise to JP because Canelo is definitely winning. We'll highlight y'all next week. Outside this boxing podcast, Meg, we, we're out of here. Peace.